Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your Corporate Global Football Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, the Kentucky Wildcats did it again. <laughs> you knew I was going to start talking about them. 6-0 and for the second time in school history. First time since 1950 when old Bear Bryant was the coach, and my boys in blue are doing it big. Yes, I'm very excited. Hunter, I'm so happy for Kentucky. I like rooting for Kentucky. Um, I don't know why. I think it's them beating UT that year was amazing because I just despise UT, so to watch that crumble was a pretty <laughs> satisfying thing, so they always have a soft spot for that uh, in my heart. Yeah, but... the, it is a little scary because we usually beat them uh, when – they're good and we're bad and vice versa. So I'm really hoping that won't happen to us this year. Yeah. Well, and you know, you got the Bama loss now. It, it, it was mm. so juicy. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, things are looking good right yeah. now. I mean, the, I, I told several people this in real life, uh, that have talked to me about it that, you know, I know this week we're probably going to lose by a lot of points to Georgia, but, I don't think you can understand unless you're a fan of a team like this. Like, if you were a Cubs fan, maybe you could understand, you know, teams like that. But, like, there has literally, in my lifetime, never been a time where I could dream thoughts about, like, national championships or, like, playoffs or anything as a college football fan. And unlike maybe many Kentucky people that you know, I'm, like, an actual Kentucky football fan. Like, I, if I'm being perfectly honest, I might like the football team more than the basketball team, even though that would be, like, heresy to say in the state of Kentucky um so I'm like just on cloud nine and it's also helping mask a lot of issues I have with the Colts and my own fantasy team yeah well I was gonna say but so number one before I get much further um Hunter I I know you reference this team just because it was the first one that came to mind but I don't think that Kentucky Wildcats football and Chicago Bears fandom quite quite a lot no the Cubs I meant to say the Cubs Oh, I meant to say the I know or sorry, why did I say the Bears? No, I think the Cubs are a little strong. That's like that's like some emotional turmoil. I just think oh boy. I, I think I thought Wyatt Keener would have to fight you about there being any comparison. Um, I don't know, man. The football team has been historically awful for generations at a time. Like no one okay, yeah, if you're like eighty years old, then you remember the the nineteen fifty season of Bear Bryant or whatever. But the Football wasn't even, like, integrated then. That was when they just, like, picked a national champion in the newspaper. So it's not the same. And, yes, I understand there was, like, 30 extra years on the Cubs, but some pretty rough stuff has happened in the U.K. football world. Yeah. But, sure, not quite uh, the same. Yes. I just had – I just thought Wyatt might hit me if he saw me again for for not saying something about that. <laughs> not actually hit me. Wyatt would never do that. Um, no. But – the other thing is, I was like, I'm so glad Kentucky's doing well because it is uh, not looked good yeah. for the Gotham Knights. No, we'll talk about yeah. talk about myself later when we get to that matchup. It, it has been rough, and that's okay. It just is what it is. But um, we'll jump into the league because you made it a little bit worse for me today when you strong-armed me in the waiver pickups and you put in more money for Geno Smith than I even have in my budget. Uh, and got the Seahawks starting quarterback for the next few weeks. Yes. And it, oh my gosh, for six days. $63. I think if we went, if we go back and look at like Slack messages and like my activity 
in our dynasty channels and even me talking with people, it was slightly reduced because I needed Geno Smith so badly and I wanted him so badly. And, and when I saw that waivers, I put in a waiver on Thursday night. When I saw Russ's finger, yeah, I was like, me too. nah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I went in and when I, and so I was waiting for the next day and I saw, oh my gosh, Wednesday, this waiver won't run until <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, almost a full week. And it's like I can't talk to anyone. It's like I would. Yeah, that's I would how see, I felt too. Yeah, I would see Aaron, and I was like, I can't. I want like there was like no discussion really about it, and and yeah, it was it felt yeah like I could breathe after this morning. Yeah, I only had a few people that um, I had more money than them, so I was like uber quiet, and I didn't even this is how badly I wanted to keep it under wraps for myself is because I didn't even realize that I, <laughs> I didn't realize that you needed him too. Like I wasn't even trying to look at other people's stuff. Um, Cause I didn't realize that Zach Wilson and Jameis were both on by this week. So uh, at least I will be able to make it one week again, but it, it actually never mind. That is not true because Daniel Jones might be out with a concussion. Um, either way, uh, congrats on that pickup. Gino looked pretty good uh, in belief of Russell Wilson in that game. Um, uh, kind of gave a nice like booster to the offense to hitting DK Metcalf uh, for some touchdowns. But in the end, hopefully Russell will come back quicker and not be shut down for the season. Yes. Um, there was another big waiver pickup too. Uh, Ruddy Rodriguez spent some big bucks, which you also tried to do and picked up Devonte Booker, who will be filling in for Saquon Barkley for the Giants for a little bit. Yep, great pickup, Rob. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I he I, he did pretty well in relief. Well, and just for where where touchdown to Abby is with their running back room and the Jets on by, so Michael Carter, who's his fill in for his fill in, kind of at this point, or true, you know, like sort of in that toss up category. It's a big win for touchdown to Abby. That's forty seven dollars, about as well spent as you can asked for 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 his team i think yeah actually now that you say that i'm I'm honestly surprised maybe he didn't spend more i guess he could have used singletary so it wasn't as dire as your quarterback situation but pretty close since uh, montgomery's hurt and like the carter's out so definitely a great uh spend of, of dollars there um let's see well since we already talked about gino and, and russell wilson a bit well, let's just start and get my painful loss out of the way um I went down to the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs 130 to 159.58. Nobody got a median point in this game. And it was just rough on the Gotham Knights side. Um, <clears throat> Russell Wilson went out with only 10 points. Daniel Jones went out with the concussion, four points. Uh, who else went out? Uh, Joe Mixon barely played, thankfully got a touchdown. Galladay went out, zero points. Um, it was pretty rough. Uh, Alex Collins didn't do much. Not much to really be happy about here except for Mike Williams, and even he is now hurt. So, bleh. Yeah, just rough stuff on the all around on the injuries. Um, and and brighter news for the Gotham Knights: Matt Matt Ryan starting to remember that Kyle Pitts is the greatest to ever play the position, and, th- and yeah. with Calvin Ridley out, he was forced to remember that, and I think that that was good for him. Made him break out of his shell. He's an old man with old habits. Got to break him. Got to get it to the new guy. He plays a different brand. Matt, get on board. Yeah, I hope so because I was pretty critical, you know, of how he 
treated Julio as a weapon in the offense in recent years. And this week he literally had to throw it to uh, Pitts, like you said. So I hope that continues after the bye week for the Falcons. Um, another thing here I, I must throw out before we move on is uh, you were right. And I just, I'm already frustrated <laughs> about Trey Sermon and the 49ers. Like, oh my gosh, I hate Kyle Shanahan. I cannot believe that Elijah Mitchell comes back and Trey Sermon gets one carry. Yeah, it's insane. Well, you're, buckle up, brother. <laughs> you're on yeah. the Shanahan ride. I think that's probably a joke in the locker room. Like when rookies come yeah, in, that's what be. they tell them. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. Um, but that just add that to the list of Dalvin Cook being out, Julio missing another game, et cetera, et cetera. But before we move on to the other team, uh. I do have to give out my Snake Oil Salesman of the Week award to one of my own players. Uh-oh, which one? It's David Njoku uh, giving us seven receptions for 149 yards and a touchdown. Now, the reason he gets the Snake Oil award here, not necessarily because I think he's bad or anything. I Actually, I'm hoping this is like a reverse jinx. Like, I actually would love to be wrong on this. I didn't get to see this game as exciting as it was, so maybe he was awesome. Um, but I will say, I have for a long time said that he was better than Austin Hooper, and I've been waiting for this to happen. So let's just cross our fingers. Nice. Yeah, I, I think I probably play him next week, especially if Jarvis or Jarvis and OBJ are out. Um, I also, so I have two more things to say. One thing is, <laughs> your nickname for Daniel Jones, uh, what, if, if, <laughs> if it hadn't been that I knew that it was before, seems harsh. <laughs> that's fair i didn't even think about that uh, uh being psyduck <laughs> yeah the reason i did that is because i mean it's the most fitting thing i could think of like before he got a concussion and that's not that's you know it's not something to laugh about and it does go very well with psyduck but you know he's always like getting in his own way and fumbling and like you know tripping on the big yes. run like he's psyduck no it was perfect and also i yeah. think he is a a, a pre-snap quarterback that uses helmet touch a lot which i always <laughs> thought looked like a psyduck generally yeah um, doing his little thing yeah, yeah that's awesome um and the next thing is so on this so we, first time we're going to talk about this monday night football game it won't be the last but do you remember yeah. when i sent you a message after jonathan taylor caught that <laughs> yes that screen pass for yes uh for 76 yards yeah and a touchdown and i was like hunter you have a i think you have a shot here like this can be one of those games <laughs> and it was yeah, and it's it, it wasn't was. what jonathan taylor had but if you could have poured some of that that power from the other side in it it was like a possibility i know i was gonna bring that up that exact thing because you said oh you have a chance and i was like i was already also just mad because of how bad the fantasy weekend had been. But i was like no it's impossible you know you'd have to get this crazy stat line I'm sure somewhere in the United States there was two other friends having the exact same conversation about uh, Lamar Jackson and or Marquise Brown uh, and probably Mark Andrews too, and someone had the magical combination to, to pull it off. So kudos to you for believing. Yeah, but I, I give it to myself on both sides of the hope and the despair, you know? But I do take yeah, it on the hope that's side. True. That's true. We have seen some historic... Uh, despair monday night things where you need like <laughs> two points from an amazing player and something crazy happens or you're just the pit kings franchise so it, it can happen um but 
the flaming hot cheetahs do kind of get back on track here and and uh even though they split here they're now still very much in contention uh i guess i am too and i was very close to panicking i actually sent some panic trade offers that were kind of wild none of them were i don't think unfair but like would have been league altering um and pretty much everyone got one so everyone knows what i'm talking about but i'm glad no one accepted i'm gonna write it out wait for michael thomas to come back but the Flaming Hot Cheetahs get a, a split victory here. Najee Harris still doing his thing. Uh, depending on how they do with Saquon out, they may be able to fight for the playoffs the rest of the season. I think so. The problem with the the Flaming Hot Cheetahs is they've been riding that hot hand of Madison, who's now questionable, and Dalvin Cook looking like sh- could be good That's to go good this week. And it becomes true. That next villain's tough because I know Ty Johnson's going to be on bye next week. Um, does have Elijah Mitchell, but uh, didn't yeah. have a great outing. Just that that next that spot is tough without he does have fill-in. he does have Daryl Williams, who all of a sudden is now a fill in as well. So that's true. Having that's true. Having these handcuffs of other people's running back is seeming to pay off for him. Indeed. All right, that's. That's that. Um, we mentioned the Pit Kings. We, we should probably just go ahead and get them in here uh, because they reversed the Monday Night Luck in stunning fashion as the Game of Thrones comes to a thrilling finish. I went to sleep, didn't even get to see it happen live. Uh, riding Lamar Jackson's 41 points and Hollywood Brown's uh, 33 points. They beat Big Brother 180 to 168. Yes, and not only beating, but getting that crucial, crucial second point. Yes, desperately needed. Desperately needed. And, wow, amazing. I love it for the Pit Kings because I also, I, like, I am I love it because I, both Hollywood and Mark Andrews have really blossomed on their new teams. They just needed a change of scenery, you know? And, and I always said, we said at the start of the trade, Hollywood has all, is a Pit Kings guy. Mark... More of a bruise guy. Yeah, definitely agree on Mark uh, Andrews being a bruise guy. That That is a perfect fit. Uh, I am a little sad, actually, about the Hollywood thing because last episode I mentioned while we were recording, I might send him a trade offer. I actually, while we were talking last week, I pressed that little heart to indicate interest, and almost immediately Colton responded and asked me about it, and we started talking back and forth while we were recording last week, and he had listed out some people I could send in an offer, and my, my dumb self, because uh, we recorded, I think, if you remember, we recorded, like, right before the Thursday night game last week. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so so by the time we were done, and a couple hours later, Russell Wilson gets hurt, and I, that's when I started sending my panic trade. So I never sent him, like, a level-headed trade where I could have seemingly got him, and now I feel like the price is going to be too high. Yeah, we'll Crush. see. So. You never know. you got to always keep poking. Yeah, I may try. Uh, I wish I would have gotten him before he blew up there. But congrats to the Pit Kings moving 3-7. and seven, Actually tied now with the God Kings at 3-7. and seven, Which to me, honestly, is probably one of the more surprising results so far of the season. What do you think? Um, So for the Pit Kings, you know, I was a little bit more down on them, I think. Um, But the God Kings, I think, is the most surprising one. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, sorry to add, to just pile on there. Um, yes, it's it's 
it's surprising but the season is is long yeah double points they still have time yep I, they do have time and i think uh the Cordero patterson trade is probably going to look really good for them another great outing by him 18 points um and it's interesting just kind of looking at how he's being used um if you look at the snap percentage this was the most he'd played so far and i think it was because of all the injuries to the wide receivers but um he's actually been playing a really low snap percentage like 33 33 42 and 30 before this game um and so that means he's been super efficient while he's been in there and you wonder if maybe he'll like either get enough get a little bit more playing time or if he just doesn't even need it that he can just kind of keep doing this yeah i think i think he's going to be always in his starting lineup if if he's not hurt this season agree um i also think i think one of the most interesting things to me is i think that this is something that because patterson can be played as a wide receiver and I really don't like Marvin Jones or Cole Beasley too terribly much. Mm-hmm. And wondering if you ever put Patterson in as your as a wide receiver and then play Miles Sanders or Jamal Williams. You know, use some of those other running backs to free up some space. Also, he has Chase Claypool. I, I don't know. I just think that there's – Patterson gives you some interesting, like, how you set your lineup decisions yeah. you can make. Definitely. And I think – it would be more uh, probably be more beneficial to a regular team to have a minute running back, but if Brady's guys are healthy, then yeah, keeping Marvin Jones on the bench for Patterson is definitely worth doing. Uh, and Claypool should be getting some more love soon because if I remember correctly, Juju is like potentially out for the season. Am yeah, I right? Thinking that? I think so. Surgery. Yeah, I, did see, I saw surgery. So we'll see how that impacts him and Deontay, but uh, honestly, it may really just keep Najee Harris getting all those little dump-offs. Um, but yeah, definitely something to monitor there. Um, let's see. The God Kings also have lost uh, Dallas Goddard to COVID for a little bit, which that could honestly help him because Ertz will probably now uh, get a little bit more love in that offense. Yeah, and also the that's true, the, the Ertz... Uh trade rumors kind of circulating again it seems like on the internet yeah so I've seen uh, that. i think the most interesting landing spot would be arizona with max williams going down <laughs> i think Ertz yeah. could be awesome there yeah i could see that too um and just further dilute all of those <laughs> awesome arizona receivers yeah it would just be like when you play uh buccaneers receivers Three, three mm-hmm. of the four, three of the five are going to pop off and be really good. The other ones are going to have net days, and you just, but you take it because there's over the stretch of the season. I think that that's what yeah, it could be there, and that would be yeah. the best landing spot. Yeah, I agree, especially for a tight end. If you know you don't have one of the big four like we talked about, you're just kind of crossing your fingers every week, anyways. Uh, speaking of tight ends on this team, before we move on, uh, Gronk has not played since Brady paid up that big price for him, and it's looking like he maybe won't play even for a little bit longer yeah he's i think he's not playing a couple thursday night 
So Maybe. could end up missing in total three or four games. Yeah, that's bummer. okay though. You know, it's a bummer. You but you wait it out. You can always take a quick rise that you, Gronk can really help elevate quickly. He's a tight end that can do it. Yes. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's head over and talk about Touchdown and Abbey getting a split victory this week, but staying strong at seven and three up there in third place as he continues uh, this downward slide of Marley Magic going to four and six. Yeah, Touchdown to Abbey coming off a a record-setting win last week. To you know, we'll talk about. We'll talk about that here in a mm-hmm. minute, but well. you know he had a he had a solid week. He got he got the win. I don't think he hit the median. Nope. Point, which is one sixty eight. Um, Impressive yeah. to miss. If you just weren't part of that that Ravens that game, game, it was it was tough. That game was just so explosive. But you know, Josh Allen is. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the comparisons they make to to him on Monday Night Football or on TV is mm-hmm. Dante Culpepper. And like, <laughs> I'm like, that's so strange, but it's they're so right. Like, that is his kind of style. He's just launching it out there. It's <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing. And I, I love that he's running designed run plays and not like a – he's not just like – scrambling around because he's like not good or anything like the dude can just actually run he got 11 carries in this game yeah and on a couple of runs i'm the the play design is amazing like he doesn't get touched he can run for so long without getting touched and it's incredible Mm -hmm. yeah he's very skilled it's fascinating that it's like lamar and then josh allen i guess i forgot about Kyler murray so scratch that but outside of those two guys who are doing it a little bit differently, it, Josh Allen's right there, and he he's uh, he's super athletic too. It, it's just bizarre. Love to watch it. Um, touchdown, Abby. Also, he speaking of those hot and cold receivers in Arizona, decided to start AJ Green uh, over Cortland Sutton, which I kind of understand, kind of trying to follow the hot hand, but uh, looks like he probably won't do that again. As Sutton had a huge game this week. Yeah, and that's tough, you know. You're looking at it up against Pittsburgh, and Cortland had been doing so poorly. It's, I can understand it. It's a tough one, though. Yeah, it, it is tough, and I think uh, it's interesting. We talked about the Broncos last week, and you said they probably wouldn't win another game, and they, I, I mean, they were at Pittsburgh, so I maybe didn't expect them to win. Uh, I think we said like this is a game Pittsburgh really needs to win if they're going to be any good. And they still, you know, they lost by eight. So I, you're, maybe you're right. Maybe they are just really bad. <laughs> I don't know if they're really bad. I might have been a little harsh on that take. <laughs> but I, I, because I do think Jerry Judy coming back is still quite interesting. Mm-hmm. But I do th- just think overall, I don't know. It's just I'm not sold. But we'll see. We'll see. Cortland Sutton had a great game. Like, they play – they they're almost like the lions but they won their easy matchups and right and it's like they can play every team tough but they just can't seem to win agree that's a good analysis a good analogy there uh one more uh tda member to talk about here 
I'm starting to wonder if maybe Dawson Knox is like this year's uh, Robert Tunyon, where just kind of he's been around a little bit and then not as long as Tunyon, but kind of has this breakout tight end season. At first, you're like, is this really real? And then now he's done it every single week. So you kind of just think, yeah, and I just lost George Kittle, but this is going to work out. Yeah, I think so. Dawson Knox is amazing. I I definitely poked around uh, in the off season, you know, showed some some interest in Dawson Knox. Mm. Um, but I th- the thing with him is he's he's incredible, and he always seems to catch the ball in the end zone because once the Bills get in the red zone, it's the Josh Allen running show, and no one starts mm-hmm. catching the ball. But outside of twenty yards, like that twenty to thirty yard range. He's just looking for Dawson Knox every time, and he's always yeah. there. And I, I, so you're, I think you might be right in the that's the Tunyon yeah. thing. It's like a, a very efficient tight end who's just doing the thing right now. Yeah, and not to be uh, left out is uh, the the much hated trade where. Rob spent a first round pick to get Corey Davis. He also got Dawson Knox in that trade. So if we're looking at a uh, like career long partnership with Josh Allen and this guy's legit, then that will definitely make him uh, look back at that a little fonder. Yes, I think I think that that is true. I also want to point out he's only 24. So that's that's always nice, right? Like he can still keep developing. Uh, I did have this hunch, though, that I bet you that he's a lower-graded tight end in PPR than he is in standard, which is which he is. He's a number two in standard and three in PPR. Yeah, because he's got some big plays. Yeah, because he's yeah. <laughs> he just ends up in the end zone at the end of almost every yeah. time he catches <laughs> Exactly, yes. So, very interesting stuff here. And honestly, I, you know, a lot of the reason that we were harsh or that the rankings as a whole were harsh on uh, touchdown Abby going into the season was the fear of no depth. But so far, uh, you know, this is exactly what you need to see if this is going to be a real run for the Abby. I think so. Now let's flip it on over to, to the magic. Dude, yeah. They got like to do a something bad week. No, not terrible, but uh one fifty two is not going to cut it especially this week with all the points and they've got to do something to stop this six game losing streak. Yeah. And you know, they, they have some, they're still able to fight. They've had some, some rough goes of some players that were hitting early on Tyler Mm -hmm. Lockett going back to more of like still having fine, but you know, that nothing too big going on really starting to get concerned about AJ Brown and the new Titans offense. Mm. Um, yeah, I am liking Jamison Crowder a lot. I do think because I'm so highly invested in the Jets, I tend I pen, I tend to watch uh, Jets games <laughs> now. And bless you, I I do think Zach Wilson is a fan of Jamison. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, being a slot guy, he you know kind of being there available for the the nice you know kind of quick passes right in front of him. PPR monster. Yeah, and you know, I think I think that Marley Magic might need to consider playing the the sort of favorite AJ Dildo this week uh for that McKissick, like looking for that PPR sort yeah. of 
person. I think that that might be. I know I don't do uh, hunters hunches, but if this if I had a hunch, Aaron Jones has just been hit with the questionable tag. They're they're using him on a limited snap count. I I feel like, and they really like using AJ Dillon. And if the Packers get ahead, they're they're pounding the rock with Dillon. It seems they don't they don't like doing that with Jones. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I tried to trade for Dylan from Marley Magic a couple times in the offseason. Uh, tried very hard in my other league that you co-managed with me. And then the other one, I, I successfully got him. And I was kind of hoping that he wouldn't break out this quickly, so maybe I could still get it. But I do think that going forward, he'll be valuable as like a flex guy. And potentially like in the next year or two, if Aaron Jones moves on, I think he'll be a solid running back in the league. Yeah, I think so, and I think that he could even be great as that. You know, those those second, those running back by committees. If the offense is committed to actually using both of them, they're not bad. And I think that the Packers are pretty into we can use both of them and do almost anything we want with both of them. So yeah, I don't you, think that's so you bad. just have to be you just have to be okay with those weeks where you're going to get three points uh, from those guys, like. Naheem Hines is the same way. Like he's yeah. gonna give you some fourteen and twenty point weeks, and then like the last two weeks in a row, he got one point. So like I'm glad I didn't have to use him, but I wouldn't be surprised if this week against the Texans he scores fifteen. So, but you know those guys they they'll be used at some point, and you just gotta hope you get lucky. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to talk about your matchup, I do need to make a quick correction. I almost passed over my workman of the week. Now, there was a lot of choices this week, honestly, because we had some really big games. But I'm actually going to give this one not to a Raven, but to Justin Herbert. And the reason why is I felt like it could have gone to Lamar, it could have gone to Mark Andrews, uh, but the whole Ravens team kind of did that thing, and it was against the Colts. But that Browns-Chargers game was insane. And if you look at the fourth quarter breakdown, there were six touchdowns scored. They were just going back and forth. Uh, but Justin Herbert got the final laugh and got, and got two huge touchdowns there at the end to win. And I, I just have a big man crush on him. Oh, okay. So. Wait, we didn't even talk about. I yeah. didn't skip it because we haven't talked about no, it. No, just no, don't no. mind me. You know, last week I didn't have the awards. This week I do them out of order. We'll go get back to it. All right. Let's. I'm going to. We can just cut that. We can cut that in post. Yeah, that's right. We'll fix it in post. We actually don't have to. Okay, next up, we have the Bruce Matthews and Popular Ballers. Uh, Bruce, you get it to five in a row, and you're now past Touchdown Navi uh, for second place. Yes. Uh, this this week felt good. I love, I love playing games where... You and your opponent both have a great week, and you both you both at least get the median point. And I've just had a lot of those. Like, pretty much almost all of my matchups, I think, have been that just about. So that's always nice. And I – oh, my gosh. Mark Andrews, y'all having a tight end that can do stuff is – Yeah, wow. that's really, really worked out well for you. I mean, it was just – I mean, it's just one week. That's – probably never going to happen again but <laughs> but that's why you got him but that's why you do that's it why. yeah um i'm not gonna lie i did have a little spark in me when the overtime happened i was like 
could I could I cross it? Could I cross the 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 total point finish yeah. line? You definitely had a chance after the way that Monday night game was going. Did you give yourself the hope while watching? Oh yeah. <laughs> um no, this was uh, a great performance by your team. Uh can't say everyone just did average this week because <laughs> that 47 47 point game <laughs> that's the boom that's that's what yeah. we call an outlier yes um but you know you still had some guys actually underperform like eight points for Diggs, uh six for Thielen. those are like going to be close to season lows for them so uh definitely showing the potential there um what was i going to say uh Jameis Winston, again, with one of those bizarre <laughs> games where he has 15 completions, but four of them are for touchdowns. <laughs> yep, he's... Yep. Jameis, all he does is win. That's what he does. He gets out there and... Okay, here's here's what it is. He goes out there and his job is to just throw alley... He just throws oops. to he, He's just out there. Yeah. Launching. And then... That's... when when So when you need to win, you put Jameis in there because you need to score points. When you need to win because you need to chew up the clock, you put Tamus in the, in there, and that's going to be the whole Tamus. I said Tamus, didn't I? <laughs> now, that's a good – okay, yeah. this leads me into some, another point. Uh, with, so, Tamus, I'm going to start using from now on with my whole quarterback <laughs> combo. It's perfect. Um, number two, so there's a, a, fi- a very popular podcast that refers to the Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb backfield and the Browns offense as a chunting. Like you chunt mm. the opponent to death. That's what the Browns <laughs> yeah. do. Uh, and I yep. hate that word is just despicable to me. But I Yeah, it sounds bad. But I was also like, my gosh, it is a good, com- it's a nice name combo. So that name combo just reminded me of it. But also it just feels icky. Um. Yeah. But yeah, James. No, that's, James does his thing, and that's why I'm so excited for Michael Thomas to come back because I really am hoping that whatever he does give out. I I mean the Saints need a receiver to be good, so I'm just hoping that it's gonna be. Gonna be yeah. Um, also, what if he's just the checkdown? So what if all those incompletions uh, just yeah. become Michael Thomas? Exactly. PPR machine. Just I don't care if he has. 60 yards give me a, a Jalen Waddle stat line and have 10 catches for 60 yards I don't care I'll take it <laughs> um so yeah great great win by the Brews. um the popular ballers are still performing at a high level and they get their median point now uh you can see the the confliction uh brewing in the popular ballers not really sure what to do rooting for his team or holding out for you know that first overall pick, but Chuba had a great game. Uh, Damian Williams had a good game, so he's in a weird spot. Yeah, he's he's looking all right. And this, we sort of we sort of thought this coming into this season. He his team was one of the mo- most difficult to understand what to uh, where you fit. You know. Yeah. Um, but the story about, here, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. There it Finally is. does it. Finally does it. Ten catches or nine catches, 119 yards, and a touchdown over seas in England. Whew, the passion released. Now he's got to come back home though, and he's got to do it on American soil now. You and know? not against the Jets. Yep. But 
you you gotta love it uh so i did feel like oh man it well how odd that kyle pitts's amazing game got a little bit overshadowed but it's still amazing i just was like i feel like that's popular ballers unfortunateness because they've also had like the most points scored against them this season i just feel like things have not been that bad but they've broken just kind of poorly they have yeah that's a a good point um and it's i don't know it's yeah i i would not know i would not enjoy managing this team right now i don't think be quite stressful yeah there's just a lot of decisions you could make and it's like you're just torn between knowing what you want what your goals are it, w- it would just be hard um it's funny after you said that i looked i didn't realize kind of by a large margin i had the lowest points against which is even more depressing that i'm four and six like I, i'm not even having like high targets to beat and i am still struggling um that's, that's just unfortunate but uh anyways we have to get on to uh, our next matchup here and let's start with the winner and give our big congratulations to our new highest scoring week ever. The Matriarchs put up 213.46. That's a big one. And we're about to hear from the Matriarchs GM, Katie Witham, on how she feels about taking the highest scoring week ever award from Touchdown to Abbey a week later. Well, Spiced, it feels pretty good to be reasserting some of that old championship spirit um not only getting the high score but also beating the undefeated winner faces in the process um the matriarchs you know we had to dig into the bottom of our bench to pull it off but how we operate you know no player name is too famous no contract too large to lose your starting spot that's just how we roll. And as for Touchdown to Abbey, you know, exciting for them. They're one of the surprises this season, I think. But you have to wonder if the kind of unexpected newfound success might have proven a bit too much for them. You know, they're an up-and-comer. Could they handle the limelight? Could they handle the pressure? And eventually a more seasoned and a team with a championship pedigree is going to snatch that crown away from them in the end. All right. Thanks for that, Katie. Uh, appreciate your word there. Well, we actually have no idea what she said because we're recording this before she has. So, Spicer, what do you think she said there? Okay. So, I think that Katie went the route of, yeah, you know, they, the boys went out there. They played a great game. We're moving on to the next week. We're getting ready. She, I think I think we are going to get a, a coach speak, a coach speak GM Katie this week. Hmm. I'm thinking we get a little bit of uh, sass from mm. the matriarchs. Because not that we as a podcast have disrespected her. and I'm not even sure if anyone has really. But I think the matriarchs are a franchise that winning a title, they did come back in with the chip on their shoulder. Like, oh no, we're, we still have more things to prove. Like, they didn't see that as the end. You know, this is a dynasty league. And I think that's what she, you know, wants. She wants to prove us wrong that her old team could keep competitive. I also think this is how I imagined this happening between her and Touchdown and Abby. So you remember in Monsters, Inc., when uh, Mike Wazowski hears he's going to be in the commercial and he's, like, so excited, and but then, like, the logo gets put over his face and, like, Sully looks to see, like, how he feels 
And he's like, oh no. And he's still so so happy. You I know knew. the part I'm talking about? Okay. So I'm imagining <laughs> we record the podcast late on Thursday night, like right before the game starts, and nobody can even hear it until the games are happening. So basically, Rob got literally less. He did, He got no time to be the champion as far as like getting recognition from us. As, as we're announcing he's the, the champion, Katie is just breaking the record and destroying it right in front of his eyes. Oh yeah, but he still got a great smile. He loves his he yeah. loves his boys. They did so yeah. well. He and he, and he should happy. be because it was an incredible week. But man, that's a good one. Also, yeah. my goodness, the so that's one that's one thing to say is Matrox, well done. Just everyone had, you know, that's the thing. I will say, uh, so Herbert had the big the forty plus week. Mm-hmm. And you know, Henry, Derek Henry had a huge game, but the thing is, I'm at the, like Derek Henry's just gonna do that. That's just, yeah, unless he gets hurt, he just does. Um, but which that should just say something in general. But like a lot of her players just had like nice, solid games, mm-hmm. like really good games. Yeah, 20 but, from Hopkins, 27. Zeke had a really good game, 25 points, and then even some clunkers in there. So uh it's it's again it's it's really scary seeing these teams hit these high scores when there's potentially more uh left on the table. Yeah, you know, using Mac Jones, Darren Waller mm-hmm. on a down week. Tyler Boyd yep. on a really down week. Oh man. Exactly. Well, the what is it? The 72 Dolphins can pop their champagne as the winner faces lose a, a, a matchup. Even though they scored 191 points, they are no longer undefeated. I know, and I did think to myself, though, my gosh. and This is so silly that Katie is going to set the league record and why it was like, you're, you're still like nervous. It's like yeah. you almost had to break the record to beat Wyatt. Exactly. It's every week getting into the 190s or 200, 170, 190. It's just it's crazy, um, and I mean, I, there's not much else to say. <laughs> Tom Brady scored 37 points. They just beat up on the Dolphins. It felt like he was getting revenge for all those times the Dolphins would get frisky and beat the Patriots. He was like, "Oh no, I'm in Florida now too. Like, <laughs> you're done." Yes, and and you know. I will say he did get the Austin Eckler dragged into the end zone touchdown. Yes. Um. So that's interesting that he he got that that extra six points on the on the clock management, but that's you know still there. But his wide receivers and like were not great this week. <laughs> I know he had a combined like twenty four points from all three. That's less than Robert Wood scored by himself for Katie. Yeah, didn't even matter. So I mean, yep. we knew it coming in. His team was going to be good. It's quite good. And we'll say this every week until it's not true. But 191 points, and still no Christian McCaffrey. No Christian McCaffrey. Also, still the uh, the Vegas odds on will the winter faces drop a median point this season still still available. Yeah, I. I I'm starting to think no, 
But in order to shore that up a little bit, maybe I could help the Winter Faces because oh. I got to take my chance while I can because I don't know the next time he's going to lose. And I'm going to give him my Hunter's Hunch this week. So, Ooh, okay. Even though we're going into like week six. Uh, Against me? The... Yeah, sorry, my friend. Uh, only week six, but this is actually only the third Hunter's Hunch. You know, we've had some struggles this season. But we're 2-0, and and we're looking to go 3-0. And we're going to go to probably, you know, the winner faces power position is quarterback. And I got an interesting thing for you. There's always this big temptation when you've got a Thursday night player to just play him. Everybody wants to do it. And how would you sit Tom Brady? I mean, he's Tom Brady, number two quarterback so far this season. But Hunter's Hunch is going to tell you, you need to sit old Tom on the bench for the young buck, Joe Burrow. Because this week, I think he's going to tear those lines up and outscore Tom. Oh, okay. So I, that is a, that is a bold take to me. I think those damn Dan Campbell-inspired Lions are about to just play their absolute guts out to kill Joe Burrow and win that football game by whatever it costs. Like, how could you watch the clip of him? But yeah. I I do love this because putting Tom Brady down on, like, a primetime game is, like, the greatest of hunches. Yeah, and and actually, I am I am rusty. You would think this would have happened last week, but it actually happened this week. We got to walk this back. And the the worst part is, if, if that becomes right, then that's really a problem for me. But I said Joe Burrow because I was getting excited about the narrative. I actually meant to say Taylor Heineke, which might be more ludicrous. I don't know. But you're oh. sitting Tom Brady for Taylor Heineke against the Chiefs. Okay, so I actually like this one a little better. Okay, okay. <laughs> because because I'm sold on the fact that the, the Lions are going to win the football game against the Bengals. Like... DeAndre Swift is going to go off for a billion yards. Like, they're going to get it done. It's just going to happen. I just know it. Um, Yeah. I think what happened was I was was looking at – I literally just was scrolling down to be like, oh, yeah, who did I say Sip Brady for? And I was like, oh, it must be Joe Burrow. And as you're talking, I'm like, wait a second. That that doesn't sound right. Um, But I sold it really well. No, it's got to be Heineke. Him and Mahomes need to start next to each other. It's going to be a duel. Uh, The football team is playing at home, and the – the Chiefs keep giving up all these crazy games. I think it's going to continue. Oh, okay. So this one I'm more interested in because I do think the Chiefs defense is not great. Yep. And Heineke does rush around. Yep. And they have, I I feel like deep threat weapons have been pretty successful against the Chiefs. Like the big plays come against that defense. Yeah. Terry. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty hot on both of them as well. So I, I understand that one a little more. Uh, and, I, you know, I love Joe Burrow. You, you wonder if does Wyatt, Wyatt doesn't have a quarterback controversy. I mean, Tom Brady's just so good. No. But I love this as a call because there will be, you know, you know, he had that game against the Patriots where he was not amazing. Yeah. Right? Like, and I, I just see this being a good, like, Fournette-Rojo game. And Fournette looked really good, actually, this week. Uh, it was the Dolphins, mind you. But... Uh, I think that because I think the Eagles are bad, I just don't think Brady will have to do a lot uh, with no Gronk. I'm just going to predict that. So Taylor Heineke in over the GOAT. All right. You heard it here first. 
You sure did, folks. And I think that's all our matchups this week. Uh, our current playoff picture is still winner faces one, Bruce Matthews two, touchdown and Abby three, Matriarchs four, and then we've got three teams on the bubble at four and six. You've got Cheetahs, Gotham Knights, Marley Magic fighting for that last spot. Yeah, everyone's in the mix right now. They are. No one's out of this one yet. Well, Spicers, do you have anything else uh, for the fans before we head out? I don't think so. It's been one of the most amazing NFL seasons I can remember in a long time. It really feels like that. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Injuries every year. And this this year, there's been a lot, but there hasn't been a ton of crushing, like, out-for-season injuries so far. So let's hope that continues. Uh, And keep enjoying all these overtime games. Let's do it. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.